Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ah, uh, yes, it's Christmas time, a time of giving and receiving gifts. And what better gift to provide the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast this holiday season than the gift of a donation? Everything you listen to, everything you read on the website, see on our social media channels, or access through our newsletter, it's all been done by me, Ben Johnson, the founder, editor, and host of the Kung Fu Movie Guide. And any donation that is made to the show goes directly back into funding the upkeep of this podcast and all the other elements that support it. So if you do have any spare pennies knocking about the place then as a little Christmas gift, why not head over to paypal.me forward slash kung fu movie guide. When you go there, you'll see my face and the send option. Click on that and please donate whatever you can to keep the show on the road. Thank you, Foo followers around the world for all your support over the years and to anyone who has donated so far thank you so much happy holidays listeners merry christmas and now let's get on with the show well if you're really so determined to have a fight then I'll oblige. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, food followers around the world. Welcome to part one of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast end of year show 2022 with your host, Ben Johnson. That is me. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of the show. This is our annual look at the year in Foo. It's a special extended two-part end-of-year podcast, which will see us count down our top five favourite fight films of the year and highlight all the martial arts movie news that has been grabbing the headlines in 2022. Since the start of December, you guys have also been sharing with us your favourite fight films of the year over social media, email, and you've been leaving comments on the website, kungfumovieguide.com. Thank you all so much for all your contributions. We will be reading those out when we get to our countdown of the best and worst films of the year. That will all appear in part two. But before we get into that, in part one, we will be celebrating some of the amazing guests that we've had on the show so far this year and sharing a few messages that we've been receiving from some of our friends on the martial arts movie scene. And also because it's Christmas time, we will be exchanging a few Christmas presents. So plenty to pack into part one of this special end of year wrap up show. But before we continue... Let me introduce to you now my very special guest who will be joining me to discuss the year in Fu 2022 on today's episode. He's my brother from another mother, 
the author of Life of Action Volume 1 and 2. What this guy doesn't know about action movies and cinema in general ain't worth knowing. He's your friend of mine. He's Mike Fury. Hello to you, sir. Hi, Ben. <laughs> Thank you for the very uh, flattering and lovely intro, as always. Did you enjoy that? I did enjoy it. Brother from another mother. Yes. Mike, how are you doing? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ben. Yeah, it's a bit before Christmas, but I guess by the time people are listening to this, it could be right before Christmas, it could be during yeah. Christmas, or it could be after Christmas, but equally the the festive message remains the same. Absolutely. We should probably say, what day are we on today? So we're recording this on the 11th of December, mm-hmm. so we are very close to the Christmas period. Let's describe the, the scene a bit. We should say Mike very kindly invites me over to his wonderful abode here in Essex. So thank you so much, Mike, for inviting mm-hmm. me around to, to record this. This is the sixth time that well, we've done six? this. Six, uh, six times. Yeah. I don't know if six is a particular anniversary landmark. <laughs> Not Five is good, ten is good, <laughs> yeah, six yeah. is a bit random, but it's good nonetheless, and I'm, I'm happy that we continue doing it. But here's the thing, Mike. Can you name... I think we did this last year as well. Okay. Can you remember our films of the year? Because obviously on this show, we do run down our top five mm-hmm. films of the year. We don't know what no, either of us no have idea selected what for say. that top five. So we've got no absolutely idea. no idea. But there does generally seem to be an agreement as to our overall film of the year. Can you name the films that we have selected over the past, gosh, six years? I absolutely cannot I can say last year my memory goes back as far as one year if I'm lucky yeah. so last year I do recall I believe it was Raging Fire correct it was a joint winner actually okay. Raging Fire and there was one other film as well that was the other because I remember my choice was Raging Fire so yes. that's all I remember what yes. was your number one mine was The Paper Tigers 2017 the first year we okay. did this John Wick Chapter 2 was okay. our film of the year 2018 The Night Comes For Us was okay. our film of the year 2019 John Wick Chapter to three parabellum mm-hmm. and in 2020 we went for extraction was mm-hmm. our film yep. of the year 2021 raging fire and the paper tigers just quickly looking at the list of sort of fight centric films that were released this year mike mm-hmm. overall without revealing any of your favorites or any spoilers or anything what did you make of this year's list of films compared to previous years yeah, it's a, it's a good and very varied list. I think we're, we're consistently seeing a great standard of action in the bigger blockbuster films, as you as one would expect. But we know traditionally, I mean, we're going back quite a few years, that wasn't always the case. But actually, you know, it's nice to see consistently good stunt coordinators, action teams, second unit directors being brought in to handle the action on these big blockbuster spectacle movies. But equally, there's been a lot of great indie action um, independent, independently made stuff and also just some quirky, innovative, unusual stuff so that there is a real eclectic mix it's good to see the variety I think yeah, is a key thing absolutely we're going to make the list available on our website kungfumovieguide.com there'll be a link in the description of this show if you just want to check back and sort of see the releases that there were in 2022 if we were to limit ourselves to simply kung fu movies then we would have quite a short list of films so the list does include what we term as fight centric action yeah. films Mike so this is always open to interpretation a little bit but in your view what do we mean by fight-centric action films, would you say? It's difficult because, you know, you, you get a, a, a mainstream blockbuster with a fight scene or two. But I guess, you know, my definition of that would be uh, where fighting or the martial arts, the fight scenes in general, the combat, 
plays a very pivotal central role to it. Um, so, you know, a fight scene doesn't necessarily make a an, a fight film, yeah. but um, a film with fighting throughout is probably going to be a fight-centric movie. For example, John Wick, you know, you wouldn't call that a martial arts film, but it is the hand-to-hand combat, obviously interspersed with the gunplay, would be a very good example of yeah. being a fight-centric film. Otherwise, you, everything could be classed as a, a fight film, or... or, or you're limiting it to about two films. Yeah. <laughs> it's about two, mar- <laughs> exactly. two pure martial arts films, if yeah. you want to look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm very intrigued, Mike, to find out what your top five will mm-hmm. be this year. That will all be revealed in part two of our special two-part end-of-year show. We are recording this on the 11th of December, but because this episode will land during the week of Christmas, let's raise a quick toast. So, Mike, a toast to your... Good health. Thank you kindly yeah. for, for joining me today. And a thank toast you. And to, to you. all the food followers out there around the world listening to this, wherever you are. Thank you all so much for your continued support in 2022. And uh, here's to your mm-hmm. good health. Cheers, ha- guys. Happy holidays. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Isaac Florentine. I would like to wish all the listeners of Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. And a happy new year. Hi, everyone. Happy holidays to all the listeners at Kung Fu Movie Guide Podcast. This is Keith Cook. I've got a new fitness website to check out in the new year. Come uh, give us a look. Happy holidays. Hello, Kung Fu Movie Guide Podcast listeners. This is Sarah Chang wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 2023 is going to be amazing. But for the remainder of 2022, if you haven't seen Accident Man Hitman's Holiday, you better get on it. See you there. Hello, I'm Frank Chen, the commentary maestro, wishing everyone listening to the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast happy holidays, happy Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, and of course, happy new year. 2022 was a crazy busy year for me, recording close to 40 audio commentaries and counting. So you'll be happy to know that there will be more classic Hong Kong cinema coming in 2023 from the boutique labels like Eureka, 88 Films, Arrow, and Criterion. There will be more Jackie Chan, more Jet Li, more Chow Yun-Fat, more Michelle Yeoh, more Cynthia Rock Rock, more Johnny Toe, more Ringo Lamb, more Stephen Chow, and more Bruce Lee. I can't wait to contribute audio commentaries to these titles, and I hope you continue to support the labels by buying all of their releases in 2023. So once again, thank you, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Sing Dan Fai Law. Okay, so we've got our drinks ready, and as this is the season of goodwill and gift-giving... <laughs> Uh, let's unwrap a few Christmas presents, Mike. Let's do it. For anyone listening to this end of year show for the first time, we should say this is a bit of a time-honored tradition mm-hmm. uh, on the show. So we give ourselves a small budget every year to buy each other some martial arts-themed presents. In the past, we've had all sorts of stuff. We got uh, I, I got Hard Bastard on DVD. Yep. That was that was a particular highlight. Chuck Norris keyring, which I actually use uh, every day. Chuck yeah, Norris pr- uh, protects me wherever wherever mm-hmm. I go. Some nunchucks as well. Yep. We've had that all manner of useless merchandise and memorabilia mm-hmm. over the years. So, without further ado, let's get on with the yeah. with the presents giving. Who wants to go first? Mike. Uh, so well, all, mine, one, all mine are down here. Annoyingly, Ben, and I always apologise for this. One thing hasn't arrived. But I can show you a picture. That's that's. But great. I'll that's show you. Fine. I won't do that first. That's a bit naff. Firstly, Ben, I'll hand you this. This is a card and an 
an item. Thank you so much, Mike. It's okay. I'm going to open the card yeah. first. <laughs> Have a turtly amazing Christmas. Exactly. That's lovely. Oh, that is a nice turtle there with a the Christmas hat. Very nice. So I'm going to open this this one first. Yeah, sure. This is uh, DVD shaped. DVD shaped. So, have you seen that one, Ben? Oh, uh, gosh, no. I have not seen this. Premier so, Asia so, release so please, of please Bang dis- Rajan. Yeah, the two-disc edition. So that is a... It's a I believe it's a Thai, epic Thai uh, martial arts one. I haven't... It's been on my watch list for a while, and I haven't actually seen it. Yeah. But apparently, it's very, very good, apparently. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Mike. I've not seen... Okay, that. no, that's great. These are obviously... Oh, the, the sort bottle of bottle shaped. shaped. Bottle shaped. It makes you me... get some funny looks on the on the train because you look like it's a, uh, at nine in the morning. Look like a, re- a reprobate. Absolutely. Uh, Drinking on the train in the early hours of the morning. But you know, if you can't drink before twelve o'clock at yeah. Christmas, oh, then when, you, when can you drink? Yeah, go for the box one. I'll do the card as well. Thank you. I do enjoy a card. Yeah. That's just for you, yeah, yeah, and Jill, you and, uh, and from Polar there. Very nice card, Ben. Thank you very much. No worries at all. I'll read out that passage. The Grinch didn't really steal Christmas. He just hired Chuck Norris. There you go. And that is true. It's true that, words that is a fact. Said. And this is a present. Thank you. So <laughs> with this gift, yeah. I've also got one of these. Uh-huh. So this is a box tap flex, timing accuracy reflex. So I've got one of these as well, Mike. Okay. And I thought later on, maybe we could just test our uh, punching reflexes. Okay. So you, what, you strap it round you, your... No, you strap it to your forehead. Okay. Oh, and then, uh, you, and dodge then the you dodge the ball okay. as, you, as you're punching it. One of these was used as a, as a training aid in the Paper Tigers okay. and uh, just got me thinking. You've done a bit of, quite a bit of sparring in your time. Yeah. Mike, have you ever seen this as a training aid? I haven't. You Well, I haven't done. Maybe this is more in the boxing, in the boxing. Um, world. But um, no, it's like I've seen similar instruments. I've not seen this specifically, but I will enjoy trying it out. We'll give it a go later. Yeah. At the very least, it might make a funny video or gif. <laughs> I think it may be a funny yeah. gif. Right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. That's getting twatted in the face <laughs> with the balls. We've got uh, Hong Kong Fury. Now, what's in- interesting about that, that is not... It's not just because my name's Fury and it's Hong Kong Fury. Hong that Kong is actually... It's a compilation of all old-school Hong Kong trailers. An in-depth look at the classics of Hong Kong cinema. See Jackie Chan and Jet Li plus many others before they made it big on the silver screen. So that's yeah. some of their so earlier classics. It's a docu... I've seen it quite a long time ago. I recall it's a documentary, essentially. But it features a lot of trailer footage. But it's all old-school and some of them quite rare. Fantastic. Hong Kong films. Good stuff. We've wrapped yeah, this very wow, well, which is yeah. good. It's secure. Well, it's just my um, my ninja death grip. Yeah. This is oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Kung Fu Orange. What on earth is this? Well, I know, I know, right? So yeah, I'll post I'll post a picture of this bottle for anyone that's interested. The label's very cool. I really like the. It the is a cool label, label, isn't it? Yeah. Kung Fu Orange. Sin Solfitos Agregados. Uh, it's, is it Richitelli wine? It's Richard wine. Richitelli yeah, wine? it's wine. I really like really nice label artwork. It's I mean, I, artwork, I, I, I keep that. 
I'm not a big collector of bottles and things, but I would no, it's a that good bottle. bottle. It's a nice bottle. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might be disgusting, Mike. Yeah, but it might it might also be love. It's kung fu orange, so I'm assuming some sort of orange flavour. We can, if you orange fancy it, we can crack open a glass of that. Yes, yeah, Sauvignon Blanc. Like it with dinner, perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that. Oh, it's a familiar that that golden yellow colour. Where what would we be? Where would the end of year show be without a, a bottle, bottle of Advocar, the uh, fine Dutch the nectar, finest Holland very specialty? Nice. It's Advocar. Yes, there Advocar. we go. Yeah, very very nice. And uh, yes, we will. In fact, in a moment, if you want, or in a minute, we can uh, crack open a glass. As is the tradition, the snowball. annual snowballs. Would so, you like to describe again for any listeners who are not familiar with this drink? Absolutely. So a snowball is uh, Advocar mixed with lemonade yeah. and some ice, and it's a nice little festive yeah. treat. But interestingly, would you say, although it's a Dutch drink, yeah. it's got quite an English tradition. It does, yes. Kind of anyone whose parents grew up in the 70s, in the 70s. it's... <laughs> It's a mainstay of any... Yeah, Christmas Gran house. has one of those just after the, the Queen's speech, or it'll be the King's speech yeah, this year, of course, and then just dozes off in the in, in, in a chair. Path, yeah. so, so there we go. That, ben. Very nice. No worries at all. Very custardy texture. For Absolutely. Who hasn't tried yeah, it, very thick consistency. Yeah. It's a boozy custard. Yeah. I was going to print something, but I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to WhatsApp you, gonna you a picture. <laughs> a very 2020 uh, way yeah. of exchanging gifts, this. So we're sitting across the table from one another. Yeah. Rather than just show you or turn my screen uh, to face you, I will just send you. Send me the gift on uh, on WhatsApp. So uh, continuing a theme, we should say, yes. um, Chuck Norris T-shirt, yep. very famous Chuck Norris pose, just looking deadly. Thank you so much, Mike. Um, I'm, well, I'm sorry that it hasn't arrived yet in person, but you will have it soon enough. This is book shaped, I should say. It is very nice yeah. feeling. There you go, another one to add to the this book is collection. The book of, um, Waxing on the Karate Kid and Me memoir by Ralph Macchio. Yes, yes. Very good. Yes. This will so be, yeah, this will be really his, interesting, I bet. Have you read this one? Yourself? Uh no, and I wouldn't mind borrowing that okay, actually you, after you you've uh, yeah, yeah, after yeah, you've yeah, read sure, it. Sure. No, I'm sure this will be good because he'll have uh, from what I've heard, he seems like a always like a very really nice, really interesting guy. Yes, um, turns 60. Wow. Isn't that incredible? He does cool. not look Extra 60. Old. No, he doesn't, but I'm sure he's got a lot of good stories. And uh, and again, with um, you know, Cobra Kai and everything, great to see the lineage and the new fans discovering the show and the old fans kind of get, being able to tap back into that story. Um, no, it's great. So thank you very much for that. I look forward to, uh, to reading about his life story and experiences. Waxing on. I mean, it couldn't have been called anything other than that, surely. Mm. And I'll just read the first line, which I think sums up, sounds, sounds good to say. Uh, this is from Brooke Shields, actually. Uh, it says, Waxing on is a refreshing look into a film that touched our hearts and an era that defined so many of us. Yeah, very that true. Sums up. Very sums true. Up well. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Struggled with that there. Spirited Warrior on DVD. Another film yes. I have not seen. No, it's a, uh, it's a very early, early Tony, Tony Jaffa film. Preemptively... I, I believe it to be one of those ones where Tony Jaa is misrepresented by the marketing somewhat, being on the cover. Yes. But it is a Tony Jaa film nonetheless. Fantastic. And this predates uh, Ong Bak, yep. doesn't it? Yes. I've never seen this. No. That is a Panna film as well, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. Panna is in it as well yeah. then, is he? I believe so. So he's, yeah, it's an interesting window into the lineage, the history, the earlier uh, career and experiences of uh, 
Mr. Tony Jar. Fantastic. So I hope you enjoy. I definitely will. In that golden age of uh, you know when Tony Jar just exploded yeah. onto the scene, and still early, fantastic. I guess before Thai cinema was what it was today, when really it was very much, very much that low, very low budget indie, yeah, DIY, led by yeah. Panna. You know, yeah. it's such a and very much these guys off in the jungle shooting their own little fight yeah. scenes and doing things. It's an interesting uh, window into that era before it exploded and became you know as big as it as as big as it would love it mike thank you mate that's yeah. great i believe that is all the yeah all the gifts, all the gifts isn't it? So thank you very much no worries thank you so much for that mike and a very merry christmas to merry you christmas sir would you like me to open the advocate hi listeners of the kung fu movie guide podcast i'm juju chan sito here in budapest filming my last action film project before the end of 2022 Wishing you all a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Hello, this is Matthias Hus. You probably know me from Kickboxer 2, No Retreat, No Surrender 2, TC2000, Dark Angel, I Come in Peace, and uh, many more. And, you know, I had the pleasure to work with the best, Bolo Young, Billy Blanks, Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Lauren Alvadon, Olivier Grenier, so many. I mean, it's been a great ride. We're still doing it. Thank you, Kung Fu Movie Guide. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday season. Happy New Year if I don't see you. And let's do it again. More and more kicking and punching. Hi, I'm Kenji Tanigaki. To the Kung Fu Movie Guide listeners, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. In Cantonese, Santa Huayro. Kohei Pachoi. In Japanese, Merry Christmas. In 2023, Two movies which I did action director are coming out. One Sakura is Chinese Usha film starring and directed by Donnie Yen. Another one is Kowloon Wall City directed by Soi Chan. I hope you guys will enjoy both of them. All the best for 2023. Bye. Hey everybody, this is Bobby Samuels. I wanted to wish you all a very happy and Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. We got a wonderful year coming. Thank you, Kung Fu Movie Guide Podcast, uh, the number one martial arts movie podcast in the country. Thank you for having me this year. Looking forward to exciting films coming next year from our four films. Uh, we have Blackout, which we recently shot in Mexico, and we also have the final chapter in the Shadow Fist series, uh, Shadow Fist 3. Looking forward to seeing you guys next year. Once again, the number one martial arts movie podcast in the country. Kung Fu Movie Guide. Merry Christmas. There's been a little uh, cut in proceedings to make yeah. some snowballs. The Advocar uh, is now uh, flowing. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Ben. Thank you. To your good health yeah. and to um, to the joys of Advocar. Indeed. Good grief. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so now I think it is a good time to talk through some of the biggest stories that grab the headlines from the world of martial arts movies mm -hmm. in 2022 in a feature that we like to call Highlights of 2022. Highlights of 2022. We've had another action-packed year of Marvel and DC superhero movies, but according to many fans of the genre, these films have largely underperformed this year, or at least been panned by the critics and quite a lot of the fans as well. The Marvel films this year include Morbius, 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. DC movies in 2022 include DC League of Super Pets, The Batman, Black Adam, and Shazam Fury of the Gods, although that isn't actually out yet. That's out next week. Mike, the superhero juggernaut continues this year, but do we think in 2022 this is the first year where it's slowly showing signs of fatigue? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a difficult one. It does seem like the fan reaction is so strong. It's so strong and oftentimes so polarising in either way, whether yeah. it's in response to certain films or the DC versus Marvel conversation. You know, quite often I enjoy these films for what they are, but... I do find that so many of them, for me personally, it just it lacks in the kind of character development and story that I like to see. But then, in all honesty and full disclosure, you know, I'm not the biggest superhero movie fan. No. I enjoy them, but it's not my kind of go-to. Yeah. So obviously there's other people that could probably answer a lot better. But um, I do feel, looking back at my favourite of uh, the superhero movies, whether it's Marvel or DC, the ones that I've connected with the most, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a very unoriginal and predictable thing to say but it does always stem back to story yeah and if you've got the compelling stories and compelling characters whether it's over a single film or a you know it's a franchise um kind of going off in a franchise direction you know it's like story always has to be at the center of it and um so for all the amazing spectacle on the big screen and i'm sure we may we may touch on not to preempt too much but may touch on some of these or one of these two of these in the top five um, with all the amazing visual effects and um, you know paying uh, fan service to certain characters and franchises, it still has to it still has to give you the feels. Yeah, it has to make you feel something. As for fatigue, I think the fatigue comes when there's a saturation of these kinds of movies, and there just feels like maybe the effort favors building franchises and characters more. You know, setting up future universes to put bums and seats in cinemas rather than. Um, developing a strong script or a strong yeah, story. whether that's for a single that. film, yeah, whether it's for a single film or a or, or developing a franchise, you know, I think there needs to be the attention to detail in the single film will pay dividends for setting up a potential sequel or a potential franchise, and quite often it feels to me like that lacks. They're yeah. not, they don't have the foresight for it, but they're thinking more about the way that they can set up certain characters or. Um, build a universe around it but not much attention to detail with the specific individual film. Yeah. that's how I feel I do follow these superhero movies mm-hmm. but uh, you know I've not in- there's quite a few of those just uh, just didn't didn't land with me mm-hmm. I'd say out of all of those Black Panther 2 was probably the, mm-hmm. the best out of that lot but not that this obviously impacts the box office at all as to how good the movie is because um, a lot of these movies have done very well yeah. this year at the box office so a quick pop quiz for you Mike yeah. Can you name the top five highest grossing movies of 2022? Um, I don't know the... I don't know what would be in order of... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Five, what, going what, down what to five, one. What I think for sure, think for sure, be? Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, that is the highest grossing film okay. of the I did. year I felt globally. That, I wasn't sure. Worldwide, that has made $1.5 billion. Mm. And the great thing, we've had conversations about this... They finished that film. They wrapped that up quite a long time ago. They did. A few, how long? A couple of years ago, I think. I think like that. they wrapped in like 2019. Okay. And then during the pandemic, there was this whole dump of movies on streaming platforms, yeah. desperately trying to recoup costs. And I understand. And Tom Cruise, being the man he is, you know, arguably 
one of the best, you know, big, biggest, but also best movie stars, best action stars in the world, and filmmakers because he's a filmmaker, he's a producer, producer yeah. and I'm sure he's de facto directing some of this stuff as <laughs> well. I'd imagine, yeah. Um, he had the creative prowess, but also the uh, let's say the uh, the might in the industry yeah, the to actually ensure that this was not dumped on streaming platforms that this was held for a good theatrical push and obviously i mean the proof's in the pudding he's yeah. proven that this is absolutely a um a viable option yeah. for all the great aerial combat scenes uh if there was no drama mm-hmm. anchoring it we probably wouldn't care it looks cool it looks fun yeah. wow cool tom cruise is flying a plane great but you are genuinely on the edge of your seat absolutely because of the drama and the uh the, the story arc we've been taking on leading up to these amazing and impressive yeah you know, well it doesn't make 1.5 billion dollars if people aren't seeing it yeah. for a second third time yeah. that's yeah. that's the key to it isn't it yeah. you know it's people seeing it multiple times that's how it gets starts earning the big bucks yeah. what what are there any other films in the top five that you can think of what ones you reckon might, might in have the top five, in there? I'm gonna say Black Panther Wakanda Forever that isn't in the top wow, five. I'm quite surprised. But well, it hasn't been out for too long either, has it? So that might that might be why. Okay. Any other guesses at the top um, five? You are is Doctor Strange in there. It is Doctor Strange's number okay. three. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, okay. nine hundred fifty-five million dollars yeah. so yeah. far. Global box office. Yeah. So the other films in the top five, Mike. So number five is uh, the Batman. Uh, that's seven hundred and seventy million. Mm-hmm. Number four, Minions: The Rise of Gru, is at number four, nine hundred thirty-nine million dollars. Doctor Strange, we mentioned at number three. Number two in the highest-grossing films of the year is Jurassic World uh-huh. Dominion. So that's got a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And number one, as we just mentioned there, yeah. Top Gun Maverick. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. And we're off. But on the other hand, this year we have seen some action indies really steal the thunder from the major studios. One in particular, Everything Everywhere All at Once, has really taken the world by storm. Mm-hmm. This mad multiverse story stars Michelle Yeoh and is a crazy mix of kung fu, comedy and sci-fi shenanigans. At the heart of the film is a very relatable mother-daughter story. The film costs $25 million and in July Variety announced it had cleared the $100 million mark at the box office so Mike this is quite encouraging isn't it to see a quirky movie like Everything Everywhere All at Once really take on the giant studios yeah and I think it it yet again reinforces the importance of original storytelling original content and the fact that there is an appetite there for good inventive yeah, uh, original stories yeah. and ideas, and um, yeah, it was you know I, I loved the film, but very odd, very unusual, um, completely like off the wall. Some stuff, I, I, I honestly, I don't know how they came up with certain <laughs> ideas, but it's brilliant. Absolutely, you know, it's really, really super entertaining. One of the few films I found, you know, you watch li- and live in the moment, you're thinking, I could watch this again. I'd, yeah. I'd go back and I'd, I'd want to pick up other details and see things. But yeah, it's such a such an amazing uh, story. But as you say, at the heart of it, there's you know a, a, a great and moving story. Yeah. Hopefully, it reinforces the idea that 
you know these films do well they're not and it's not just like not, not paying lip service to studios or filmmakers to, to, to kind of just put them out there but they commercially they do well as well and that people have the appetite for something inventive and different I remember when it first came out booking the tickets to say to you know going with a buddy we need to book our tickets to watch this movie because it'll probably be in the cinemas for a week maybe two mm-hmm. weeks if we're lucky and I remember genuinely saying that you know we need to catch this on the big screen while it's out and what a wonderful thing to still you know months later it was still being shown in in cinemas it's been a real yeah and i think success. word of mouth it's nice word that, of mouth, you know, it's absolutely. Been, that people will go away and i even know people and we're, we're talking about it on this show and obviously michelle yo it's a it's a weird varied mix of genres but let's say for, for intents and purposes talking about it under the kung fu movie guide umbrella yeah but i know a lot of people who've seen it and loved it and aren't Kung Fu fans who aren't necessarily Same. Michelle Yeoh fans or as familiar with her body of work um, and it's just you know it's just a great uh, I think for, for people that like original storytelling it's 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 a real shot in the arm in terms of like what film can be what cinema yeah. can be and the experience of seeing something so wacky and out there but yet also very moving and poignant at its centre I'm sure we'll talk more about this movie yeah. in part two but let's just you know celebrate Michelle Yeoh just yeah. for a second what an amazing year she mm-hmm. has had she's been very busy as well she provided her voice to Pause of Fury mm-hmm. and Minions The Rise of Gru she's had appearances in The School for Good and Evil and The Witcher Blood Origin both for Netflix and despite her long and established career Everything Everywhere All at Once is actually her first movie where she's been top billing in a Hollywood movie and it was just announced that she's made Time Magazine's Icon of the Year list. There's talk of Oscar nominations as well for this. Michelle Yeoh, she's just incredible, isn't she? Yeah, she's no, she's amazing. And the, it's funny, I always see there's, I think, amongst the martial arts community, there is often this slightly cynical view of things and I, I fully understand it. I try not to subscribe to it myself, but, you know, it's like we've been watching her for years or she's been in films for however however you know however long you know period of time going back to the you know the classics of kung fu films or even like crouching tiger and these kinds yeah. of um you know this era where she didn't get the acknowledgement that she does now although she wasn't the top build in that film admittedly mm-hmm. but you know there is always this look, the thing i always say is it takes a long time for the mainstream to catch up i don't know why it's always been that way yeah um and you know there can be fan bases and people championing certain things and it take you know ye- in the, in the years that follow it finally works its way through the fabric of what is actually acknowledged and you know registered as like a, a big star or yeah. a or a great filmmaker or whatever it might be so it's not really that surprising to see that happen but i think the key thing is just to recognize that it's good that it has happened yeah and the fact that you know she's you know she's doing she's thriving she's doing extremely well and at the end of the day, this all she's she's somebody I think she's she's never turned her back on the uh the kung fu or the martial arts origins. I don't mean specifically the art of the the, the, the training, but the style of cinema or the kinds of people she's worked with and the the film that she's done in the past. So the fact that more people will be discovering her through this film and then through the awards and so on, getting more recognition will probably serve as a gateway to the earlier work. I haven't uh, met her or interviewed her, no. but by all accounts, she seems, you know, she seems to be a great, um, a great champion and spokesperson for, for the arts and the martial arts and Eastern cinema and so on. So she's a great person to have championing that, uh, that genre. And she's being, that's the other thing. She's not sticking to her, um, I guess her historic strength. She's trying new inventive quirky stuff. I mean, I would imagine seeing the script for everything everywhere all at once 
you would have been like, you could have had a, a had a different take on it. You could have been Definitely. like, "What the what the heck is this?" Absolutely. But actually, you know, she's fully game yeah. for it. What yeah. an absolute trooper! It's a full yeah, it's a full commitment, and it's and for anyone who hasn't seen it, again, we rec- I'm sure we recommend that you see it. But um, it it would I imagine it to be something that would require full commitment. Absolutely, you just go for it. And I mean, it's it's a, it's I can't think of anything else I've seen like it. Yeah, and um, and she's amazing in it. So it's it's great recognition. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. And talking about action films which have taken on the big boys, the breakout action success of this year has to be the Indian blockbuster RRR, the most expensive Indian movie ever made, budget $72 million. It's a Telugu language epic directed by S.S. Rajamuli, an incredibly entertaining movie which clocks in at three hours and seven minutes it's a real epic of a movie and mike we were super lucky to catch this at an imax screening here in london uh, courtesy of the bfi mike how would you describe rrr to anyone yeah. who hasn't seen it yet it is on netflix by the way we should uh, yeah. mention that i mean it's i think if you're a fan of great epic story-led blockbusters um and even you know if you're a fan of let's say hong kong cinema or chinese cinema i think you'll find a lot to enjoy here the story uh centers around two real life indian revolutionaries raju and beam yeah two characters um based on based on true figures but the story is fictional it's a fictional friendship uh between the two and their fight against uh, the british regime um although one harbors a, a dark secret yeah. and uh and all will lead to a uh a, uh, a an, an emotive climax yes yeah, <laughs> but yeah. um uh but it's you know it's very patriotic um, taking on the uh, taking on the dastardly Brits, yeah, and uh, but full of action, full Ray of Stevenson, yeah, bastard, yeah, yeah, full of uh, full of uh, yeah, the kind of um, comical British villains with big yeah. big moustaches that we've uh, grown to know and love in a many a Hong Kong style film. But um, you know, two great leads, an epic blockbuster, amazing action scenes, and again, one that I think we we toyed with a little bit as to whether this would be included in this we is did, eligible i should say for the top five simply because there are some fight scenes and there's great there are, fight scenes yeah. but it's not it's not the through line it's not the uh not the core of the film i would it's, i would it's think it's not a fight centric film it's definitely an action film the action sequences in this are incredible yeah. so what an entertaining film this yeah. is honestly if if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it then definitely go and check it out it's very heightened like indian cinema in general over the top but i think it's been a great um great example of stamping this on the global map and it's got a huge I, i've even seen the interest and the even like the media coverage in the west change from you know being a relatively niche thing that a few people were talking about to suddenly you've got all the main newspapers and magazines in the west and the big movie magazines like empire and other you know suddenly profiling yeah. the film speaking to the director and it's really it's spread like a wildfire and it's again maybe in a, in a similar way to um everything everywhere all at once it's become a word of mouth thing people are like whoa you have to check out this crazy it, epic film it's broken into the mainstream in yeah. quite a way hasn't it yeah. do you think though mike this could encourage more people to investigate and look into more indian cinema? oh yeah i would definitely think so i think what's really interesting and it is it's a challenge and this is where you know we'll uh, put out a, a bat signal for the 
Indian film experts is where do you begin? Yeah. Because, um, again, it would be like, I guess, you know, we're probably much more well-versed in, let's say, Hong Kong cinema. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, at the very least, it gets people to dip their toes in and start experimenting, start finding. And I think more and more now, I've noticed a lot of the streaming platforms carry a lot of um, Indian films. So, you know, hopefully yeah. there are, yeah, there is certainly the opportunity there, but more more people can actually go and sample them and yeah. have, a, have a look. And I'm just going to double check this because uh, if anyone's uh, at home or near their computer, if you just Google RRR, if you just put it into the Google search engine, this sort of proves how uh, much it's broken into the mainstream. You should see an animated horse <laughs> chasing a bike. <laughs> So just uh, give that a go if you've got a spare couple of minutes. Not salsa, not flamenco, my brother. Do you know? Natu? What is Natu? Also this year, Mike, we were very fortunate to uh, be involved in or attend quite a number of important film festivals this year. 2022. So first off, we had the London Action Festival that was in July, mm-hmm. and Mike, you were part of a, a brilliant panel event there as well for that festival. There was also a screening of uh, Drunken Master Two, which was fantastic. We had the Fighting Spirit Film Festival, of course, that took place here in London in September 2022. Mike, you had a cool event for the BFI as well, where you, oh, yeah. you interviewed Sam Hargrave, mm-hmm. the director of Extraction, that was in August mm-hmm. of this year. And also Focus Hong Kong, that's Andrew's event, that's a celebration of Hong Kong cinema. It runs in London in July and in Glasgow in November. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, you've been pretty busy this year, like involvement in quite a quite a lot of that stuff there. So. Yeah, no, it's always nice. And I think, again, going back to the, um, the post-pandemic thing, although technically we're kind of still in it, I guess, yeah. but um, it's nice to be attending live events, as, mm. which we couldn't do for a while. It, was, it went remote. It's, I mean, it's better than nothing, but it's nice to be mingling and meeting people and going to stuff but yeah the, the inaugural uh, London Action Festival was great and it's um, so well know, attended it was yeah very well attended over a few days the first of its kind in a not just purely martial arts focus but more broadly action uh, related festival for film and TV content they did also have this uh, this panel that I was involved in called The World in Action and um, it was myself with a uh, uh, some good friends, Joey Ansa, um, yeah. who's an actor and filmmaker, obviously best known for Born Ultimatum and Street Fighter, Assassin's Fist and so on, and uh, stunt coordinator Jude Poyer, who did the first series of Gangs of London and is next doing Havoc with um, Gareth Evans. And uh, and we were joined by Julian Alcantara, who's um, directed the festival, and um, we were showing clips on screen and talking about our own early influences and the kind of early exposure to um, the East Asian films which I guess helped shape and inform our tastes and sensibilities and what's really interesting I mean look obviously for myself I you know I, I guess we could all say we live in our own little bubble and headspace but it's nice to hear for somebody like Jude who's gone off to do you know Gangs of London or next worked on uh, Tom Hardy's film Havoc you know hearing him talk about his favourite uh Hong Kong films and showing clips and 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 obviously seeing a direct correlation between this is what I like to watch and this is where I envision doing my style of action and and to consider, he can also talk about Gareth Evans and and where he comes from and the same with you know Joey having fought Matt Damon in the Bourne Ultimatum yeah. and can talk about certain aspects of um, of old school kung fu martial arts cinema that he particularly likes and I kind of 
wade in with my little bit where I can. But no, it was a good it was a good celebration of that. And as you say, that accompanied a screening of uh, Drunken Master Two, which was fun to see on the big screen. Big shout out, obviously, to Sue Cole. The great work that she does and her team there for yeah. the Fighting Spirit Film Festival it takes yeah. place every year. We've been there since day one. Mm-hmm. What's great about the work that Sue does there is celebrates the up and coming filmmakers. She yeah. runs a short film competition. And, you know, it's always a great stepping stone, a great way of seeing new, talented, emerging filmmakers, uh, martial artists, and and getting their stuff shown on the big screen. It's a rare opportunity, isn't it, really, to do yeah, that? Yeah, and, you know, obviously, full disclosure, I'm um, I'm on the jury for the festival the as jury. well, so I do get to see all the short films nice and early. Um, but it's great to see, um, you know, again, some really talented up-and-coming people, but also some... It's interesting to see, you know, some well-established people that go back and make shorts and and do do some kind of cool and inventive stuff. And there's a great, you know, there's there is actually a real life lineage there of people who've made shorts that have gone on to have their features shown at the festival. Or you know, somebody like um, Bo Fowler who's made a number of great shorts and has won various awards in the past. And I believe he um, he got to know scott adkins through the festival was introduced to him and scott's also seen his work you know by being um uh, involved in the festival himself and uh you know bo's recently worked with scott on uh, accident man too so it's uh well i should say accident man hitman's holiday is the, the official title but there's there's a good story there you know your your work does get seen by people in the know and people uh you know filmmakers and creatives so there's a lot of great stuff there and i think if you're a fan of martial arts films that's a it's a great community to become involved in yeah they had a 50th anniversary screening of way of the dragon this year and they also showed uh, king hughes the valiant ones yeah which i which i hadn't seen i'd never seen before and i'm i mean that's a good example of uh, that's that's a very rare thing to be able to see on the big screen so i don't believe it's commercially available no so actually, that's an example of something where it's not, oh, I'll watch it on Netflix or I'll get the DVD. It's like you literally can't get yeah. it anywhere. You had to go. You had to see it on the big screen. And we saw it. It's a special thing to yeah. to get the chance to I think Will that. maybe had connections with King Hugh's family. Is that how they managed uh, to the, get the The King screening? Hugh Foundation, I the believe. The King which Foundation, is, um, yeah. Which is, yeah, which, which, you know, as I understand, they do great work in championing and, and, and you know, uh, continuing the legacy of his work and the fact that there is this... Uh, very you know it's a nice quality print of the film hopefully in the future it will be made commercially available you think all these boutique labels that are releasing classic kung fu films but in the meantime it's great that we have somebody like fighting spirit screening it because otherwise who else i mean there's not many people that would give it that platform absolutely go to fighting spirit film festival.com by the way if you want to see a full list of all the short films that did win awards Mm -hmm. uh this year we should also urge people to go to youtube to watch your interview with sam hargrave Oh yeah, so no, that was that was fun. It's with the BFI Academy, who I've um, have done a couple of things with, and uh, yeah, that was that was really fun. That was um, a nice opportunity to uh, to speak with Sam again because he was, you know, in my in Life uh, f- first Life of Action book, yeah. and obviously I'm, I'm big, remain a big fan of his work. And one of the reasons I thought of Sam for this, and I approached him, and thankfully he said yes. Despite, by the way, he was right way deep in post production on Extraction Two. Um, I think he was pretty he's pretty much been living in an edit suite at that time but he very kindly resurfaced you know to have a chat and then probably go back into the cave to edit and obviously I can't wait for extraction too so I don't want to I'm reluctant to uh to distract him what was great is you know during his career as a as a highly prolific stuntman doubling for Captain America and so on he was going off and making short films so as a top Hollywood stuntman this again kind of what I'm talking about with fighting spirit and being an experienced person yet going off and experimenting making cool um cool little shorts 
So he very much came at it from, you know, at one point he was a, an inexperienced filmmaker learning the ropes, um, but using the resources and the, I guess the connections that he had. Um, but he could very much speak to the young filmmakers on their own journeys and share some tips and advice and make it relatable for them. So that was a great conversation. As, as you say, it's on YouTube. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Don't think, feel. It's like a finger pointing away to the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast. Now try again with me, Joey Answer. Wishing you all a very happy, festive end to this year. It's not been an easy year, but let's hope that 2023 is uh, brighter and more prosperous for us all. Hello to everyone at the Kung Fu Movie Guide and podcast and, of course, to Ben. This is from everyone at the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. Um, thank you so much for your support over the years, from year one, actually. And um, keep up the good work with the podcast. Um, we'll announce some more events next year. We look forward to seeing people there. And we hope all the listeners and yourself have a happy, healthy and safe new year. Take care. <laughs> Happy Christmas and happy holidays to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. This is Jesse Johnson in beautiful Budapest filming Chief of Station with Aaron Eckhart, Daniel Bernhardt and Alex Pettifer, Olga Kurilenko, wishing you all the very best. Hello Kung Fu Movie lovers, Scott Adkins here. I want to wish all the listeners of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I hope that 2023 brings you as much Kung Fu as you need in your life. And I will do my best to make sure that I'm bringing you some Kung Fu. And you can look forward to plenty of it in John Wick 4, out in March. So have a great holidays, guys, and I'll see you at the cinema. Great news for fans of John Wick this year. There will be much more Wick coming our way in 2023. There will be more Wick than you can shake a stick at, Mike. That sounds wicked. <laughs> in March, 24th of March to be precise, we have John Wick Chapter 4, starring Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, Hiroyuki Sanada, Bill Skarsgård, Rina Sorayama, Lawrence Fishburne, Ian McShane, and of course Scott Adkins. In 2023, we get the spin-off prequel series, The Continental. This will take fans back to the origins of the Continental Hotel with a younger version of Winston, the hotel manager. That's Ian McShane's character in the John Wick films. He'll be played in The Continental by Colin Woodell. 
That series will be landing internationally on Amazon Prime, and also Keanu Reeves will be reprising his role as John Wick in the spin-off movie Ballerina, starring Anna Diarmas as a young assassin seeking vengeance for the murder of her family. Anna was obviously great as an action star in No Time to Die, and she was in The Grey Man, which came out on Netflix this year as well. Mike, are you happy with all this John Wick stuff, or are you at the end of your wick? <laughs> no, I love it, man. I can't get enough wick. I'll burn that candle from both ends. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, no, I love John Wick. I'm a huge John Wick fan. I think the fact that we've both had it in our top lists in the previous years yeah. shows that we're, we're both uh, mutually big fans of this franchise. Um, so I'm really interested. I was super intrigued by the trailer. I loved the the, the trailer. It looks so Watched good. Watched it numerous it? times. I loved the uh, well, obviously Donnie. I mean, yeah, yeah real focus yeah. on Donnie in that trailer. Yeah. And yeah. Um, one one person we didn't mention, Marco Zorro. Marco Zorro. So there's a lot of great uh, martial arts talent yeah. in there. And uh, judging by the style of the action and the swords and so on, there's going to be a, a real nunchucks. Uh, yeah, nunchucks. It's a real uh, Eastern flavor to the action really interested to see how they evolve it further yeah. not, which I'm sure they will so no I'm very I'm, I'm all for more John Wick and this goes back to what you were saying earlier about having to earn the right to build out these franchises because they did such a great thing in starting off quite small and contained with the first mm-hmm. film and then they've managed to embellish it so much in the in the intervening mm-hmm. years. We should say the first film came back in 2014, mm-hmm. and it's really spiralled, hasn't yeah. it, since then? And I'll still say, I'll still maintain this, and maybe a, a lot of people would disagree, but the first one is still my favourite. Mm, even though, good. even though it's you know it's relatively simple in comparison, yeah. as you say, the story of this uh, sleeping monster awakened by, you know, this awful act of yeah. killing his dead wife's dog. And what that represented to him, and then just going completely on a rampage. Yeah, I think that taps into the most, uh, you know, the, the most relatable parts. Absolutely. Of, um, well, the we're psy- dog people, so yeah, we can exactly. so sympathise. But it's, um, but you know, it was such, yeah, such a simple uh, springboard from which to launch this character. I imagine one of the most difficult things to evolve in that franchise um, is the action because they've done, they seem to have done virtually. We, you feel like done virtually everything they can at a certain point but then of course in the next film they tend to up the ante yeah. um, and um, and the style of the choreography but it looks like again like again based on the trailer they have introduced some new elements and they've got some interesting new uh, actors and performers so it'll be it'll be cool to see where they take that next cannot wait cannot wait that is definitely an action mm-hmm. highlight of next year you're going to die maybe not In 2023, it will be 50 years since the death of the martial arts icon Bruce Lee. And yet, incredibly, we're still talking about the legacy of this man. And I think every year we've done this show, Mike, there has been some new information or news about Bruce Lee. In July, we had news that Universal had picked up a new Green Hornet movie. That's going to be called The Green Hornet and Kato. Warrior Season 3 as now wrapped that will be with us next year that show is based on the writings of bruce lee it stars andrew koji diane doan jason tobin joe taslim and olivia cheng great show i love love warriors fantastic and in november this year it was announced that the oscar-winning director ang lee who made life of pi broke back mountain crouching tiger hidden dragon he will be directing a new bruce lee biopic called bruce lee and that his son mason lee will be playing the martial arts star 
Mason has apparently been training in secret for this movie for the last three years. Shannon Lee, Bruce Lee's daughter, is a producer on the movie, so it will be an authorised version of Lee's life story. One of the scriptwriters is the Oscar-nominated Dan Futterman, who wrote Capote. Here's a comment from The Guardian. Sony's Elizabeth Gabler, who is overseeing the project, has called it a long-time passion project for the director and has promised an extraordinary theatrical event. So, Mike, listen, some real heavy hitters now associated with this yeah. movie. What do you make of it? I think it's uh, it's very promising. It sounds really good. Of course, any, any of us who are Bruce Lee fans will be familiar with the... Uh, the various biopics and um so many and yeah and you know mix mixed results yeah. frankly and even the ones like uh you know one of my favorites i always go back to although not the most faithful is uh dragon the bruce lee story yeah, brilliant. Um, in terms of the um the creative license it takes but still a very entertaining film so yep. to do something authentically and i think with uh with with a strong artistic vision will be really interesting and somebody like Ang Lee I mean it's, it's that's a very classy caliber of of director uh, I I do like the fact that um his son's been training completely in secret mm-hmm. and I do sympathize you think in this social media age how much of anything can you do in secret yeah. and that's probably part of the reason because you know if you see some early footage of anything about a leaked trailer or anything you see some rough early footage of somebody doing something on Instagram and then suddenly all the naysayers start coming out and you know it's obviously <laughs> there needs to be a certain mystique with it but it also gives the creative people the opportunity to just get it right and work on it yeah. quietly it's quite secretive at the moment but i think there's a lot of promise there absolutely so we had lee's appearance in it man 4 in 2019 there was the b water documentary in 2020 we had lee's appearance in quentin tarantino's once upon a time in hollywood in 2021 and now there's this news Mike, are you amazed that there's still so much appetite for Bruce Lee, his story and his his life? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm partly... I'm surprised in a, in a pleasant way. I'm pleasantly yeah. surprised. But equally not the fact that he's such a, an influential and pivotal figure. There is literally no one else like him. Yeah. So, you know, you can go to other... You can find other historical figures, um, and you know, from earlier history going back and you know i'm sure there's interesting stories to tell but somebody that also has that 20th century resonance and is relatable in our modern history Mm. somebody that has um you know has their work and has their dna blueprint uh in so much of what we see today whether it's in the sporting world or filmmaking and and everything so you know and the fact that again people are discovering things for the first time people will be people will probably be seeing bruce lee for the first time as represented in some of these projects we're talking about and then have the opportunity to go back and watch some original Bruce Lee yeah. films and that's that's that can only be a good thing yeah well the first film I mean the film that got me into martial arts movies was seeing Dragon the Bruce Lee story as a yeah. kid when that came out so there you go I have a question for you Ben do you remember Dragon the Bruce Lee story video game I do Did remember you play the video it? game that was, yes. that was good yes my friend had I didn't have it i a buddy had it I think it was on um, Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis as some people oh, may know really? but I had that that was a great game the only thing that annoyed me a little bit and I guess it's going to happen with video games is the bit where he you know where he jumps and does the back break that was like yes. a special move that you could keep doing over and over again so it's like 
when you play the game, it's like, what 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 I mean, keep doing it. Whereas in the film, it only happens once. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, something like that. But anyway. But apart from that, that was a good game. It's cool to see Bruce Lee in a game format. Absolutely. They should do an, I think they should yeah, do another. With, should the, bring that back. with the next gen consoles, I'm sure we have a lot of uh, gamers listening. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm a gamer as well. But uh, be cool to see, like, I know we had that game Sifu. I'm not sure we'll talk yes, about this. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Um, be cool to see, like, a modern, um, uh, with the modern technology, a Bruce Lee video game would be very cool. That would be fantastic. I would like to think that someone's working on that. I'm no bastard. I'm Bruce Lee. Okay, this is the sad bit of the show now, Mike, where we take a moment to remember the famous names that we've lost from the world of martial arts movies in 2022. Bob Wall, martial artist, star of Enter the Dragon, The Way of the Dragon and Game of Death. He was a close friend of Bruce Lee and someone who did appear on this very podcast in 2018. Bob Wall died on the 30th of January at the age of 82. Leo Fong, martial arts film star, author and pioneer of Chinese martial arts in America. Leo Fong died on the 18th of February, aged 93. Choi Yuen, a prolific Hong Kong film director, screenwriter and actor. Chaw is credited with over 120 films as director, over 70 films as a writer, over 40 films as an actor. His credits include many wonderful Shaw Brothers kung fu movies like Killer Clans, Death Duel, The Sentimental Swordsman, The Magic Blaze, Clans of Intrigue. There's so many great Chaw Yuen films. He died on the 21st of February at the age of 87. Jimmy Wong Yu... Actor, director, producer, writer, Hong Kong's first major martial arts movie star. His films include One-Armed Swordsman, Chinese Boxer, Master of the Flying Guillotine, many wonderful Wong Yu films. We did a whole tribute show on this podcast dedicated to the legacy of Wong Yu. He died on the 5th of April at the age of 79. Kenneth Sang, veteran Hong Kong actor, over 220 film credits, mostly as bad guys, as well as key roles in multiple TV shows. He was in the original 1960s Wong Fei Hong films. He worked with John Woo in his A Better Tomorrow movies and The Killer, plus work with Jackie Chan. Kenneth Sang died on the 27th of April aged 87. Alex Law, the Hong Kong director best known for Echoes of the Rainbow, Painted Faces and An Autumn's Tale. Alex Law died on the 2nd of July aged 69. Ni Kuang, prolific Hong Kong novelist and screenwriter, wrote more than 200 martial arts films including the Bruce Lee films The Big Boss and Fist of Fury, perhaps best known for the Wisely series which is a collection of about 150 adventure stories. Ni Kuang died on the 3rd of July aged 87. Jean LaBelle, aka judo Jean labelle judo champion wrestler stuntman worked on screen with bruce lee john wayne alvis presley and james khan judo Jean labelle died on the 9th of august aged 89 peter yang hong kong actor winner of two golden horse best leading actor awards was in lots of martial arts films in the 1960s and 70s he was in the protector with jackie chan peter yang died on the 24th of october aged 88 alan shu shu chung san actor, martial artist, vice president of the Hong Kong Stuntman Association, started as a stunt coordinator for TVB in the 1970s, starred in so many great old school kung fu movies like The Rebellious Reign, Kung Fu vs. Yoga, he's in Seven Grandmasters as well. Alan Chu died on the 2nd of November, age 70. Jason David Frank, beloved star of the 1990s TV show Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, he played the character of Tommy Oliver. Jason David Frank died on the 19th of November, aged 49. And Albert Pien, legendary low-budget action and sci-fi film director, director of Cyborg, the Nemesis series, 
a few kickboxer sequels, also the 1990 Captain America movie. Albert Pian died on the 26th of November, aged 69. Very sad, Mike, to lose some really big names there from the world of martial arts movies. Yeah, and I think, I mean, obviously it's all extremely sad. Uh, particularly, I know uh, Jason David Frank resonated mm. with a lot of people. Obviously, he was a younger guy, so that was, uh, was very tragic. But yeah. um, the Power Rangers being a big part of so many people's uh, upbringing and, you know, it, it, in some ways introduction to martial arts entertainment and obviously another name associated with that, Isaac Florentine, who was very yeah. pivotal in the early uh, Power Rangers days, who's gone on to... Uh, have a great career as a filmmaker so even someone like uh, Albert Pion you know I've seen so many people talk about his films in the time since he died hugely influential and yeah yeah, very very influential it's always sad but unfortunately you do get to this period where these people pass away and it's just it's more you know I guess hinges on the work they've done and the, 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 the mark they've left behind and hopefully you know Gives the opportunity for new people to, to go and discover their work. Run it, Billy. It's morphin' time. Okay, thank you, Mike. We will be counting down our favourite fight films of 2022 in part two of this special bumper end of year show, as well as discussing our least favourite films of the year. That will be coming up in a few days' time. But before we head off for part one, let's take a quick look back over some of the amazing guests who have appeared on the show so far in 2022. This year has seen the release of our seventh season of podcasts, which started on the 3rd of October. You are about to hear a range of voices from people who have appeared on the show so far this year. So in this order, you are about to hear the fight choreographer behind the Bourne films and the John Wick franchise. That's Jonathan Eusebio. The Japanese powerlifting champion, Hong Kong action star and stunt performer, Michi Nishiwaki, the UK martial arts star Scott Adkins, and the actor, filmmaker, and Hong Kong martial arts star Robert Bobby Samuels. So here we go. We killed him. I don't even know how he survived yeah. all four movies. Like, you know, like, like. Because three, the uh, John Wick three, at first we thought that was gonna be the last one, so we threw all freaking everything at it, and I thought, oh my gosh, we're gonna kill Keanu Reeves on this one. <laughs> but and then, and then, like right after that, we went to Matrix. So, uh, you know, that's all. That's a total, totally different style. Yeah. It's amazing to see what that guy can do. That guy can do everything. I was in Japan because I started from Miss Fitness to be, you know, famous, and then that was a little different from the, you know traditional woman. I was just a regular, you know, regular girl at the, a bank to maybe try to get married like I, I was told. That was me coming out there refreshed, um, you know, had enough sleep. I've yeah. got two, three days of action to film. Yeah, that, 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 that's okay. But when you're on your third week of non-stop abuse, yeah, you know, I, I will admit that sometimes I can be a bit grumpy, uh, and I, 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 I know I need to do better. <laughs> I'm admitting it. I don't know what it is about when I interview with you, but I'm always yeah. so honest. You bring it out of me. I have been watching films like uh, The Black Dragon with Ron Van Cleef, Earl Scott's movies, A Hard Way to Die with Billy Chung and all those films. And by me seeing an African-American, I knew that I had a chance. 
You know, I said, if they can do it, I just got to put myself in a position and I'll be able to do it because I can see now that it can be done from a black person. You know what I'm saying? First African-American stunt performer to join the Hong Kong Stuntman Association. I mean, that's quite an amazing... Uh, I think I, I'm the first and, so. and only. And only. Yeah. I'm still waiting yeah. to see if there's a black guy that's going to come behind me and join the guild. But so far, I'm the only African-American Hong Kong stuntman. Yeah. Hey, this is Lauren Avedon. Just shouting out to everybody at Kung Fu Movie Guide and your fans and all listeners. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And 2023, here we come. Keep kicking. Hello, Kung Fu Movie Guide listeners. This is Master Janelle Smith from Tukong Austin and Iron Dragon TV. Wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, this is Dustin Gwen. Would like to wish all the listeners and uh, of Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast a great holidays coming up. Wishing everybody the very best, and thank you for uh, supporting our work on Warrior season three coming up. Uh, it's going to be terrific. But above all, have a great holidays, everyone. <laughs> Happy Holidays to all the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast listeners. This is Sam Deegan, and I was honored to come on earlier in the year to talk about the great Wang Yu and his wild, wild career. In the new year, you can find me on the Twitch of the Death Nerve podcast, which I co-host, on Patreon, and on some recent Blu-ray releases like the Angela Mao set for Eureka and Writing Wrongs and Burning Paradise for Vinegar Syndrome, among others. I hope everyone has a happy new year and has plenty of kung fu movies lined up to get you through the holiday season. There we go. That was great to hear a range of voices there from our seventh season of podcast. Catch up on all episodes of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast now via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And I think that is a wrap now for the first part of our annual end of year show. Mike and I will be back to run through our favourite martial arts films of 2022 in part two of this show. We will also be sharing your feedback on some of your favourite films of the year and also looking ahead to some of the highlights of 2023. But until then, don't forget to give us a star rating with your podcast provider. And if you do like the show, please subscribe. That is how you will never miss out on a brand new episode of the show you can also follow us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube and for all the latest martial arts movie news and reviews keep it locked to our website kungfumovieguide.com so we hope you have enjoyed part one of this special two-part end of year show and we look forward to speaking to you all again very soon in a couple of days in fact mike for part two of our kung fu movie guide end of year show 2022 so for the time being mike thank you very much and a very merry christmas to merry everyone. christmas see okay. you soon guys bye for now Hey everybody, Richard Norton here, reaching out to Ben and all the listeners at Kung Fu Movie Guide. I just wanted to wish you all a very, very happy Christmas, and here's to a wonderful start to the new year. I've just been come off six months working on the latest Mad Max franchise in Australia. What an experience working with the incredible Dr. George Miller. Anya Taylor-Joy is the lead, Chris Hemsworth is the villain, 
what an experience. And uh, the other good thing is I just landed a role in a kids karate movie that we're going to shoot in March in Australia next year. So the journey continues. Anyway, enough of that. Once again, to all the listeners out there and all the fans at Kung Fu Movie Guide, here's to an incredible 2023. Stay safe. Thinking of you. Hi, this is Jonathan Eusebio, and I'm wishing the listeners of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. And speaking of Christmas, go watch Violet Night in theaters right now. Hello, everyone. This is Joanne Dees-Candiz, actor and stuntwoman. I just want to take the time out to thank you for all of your support over the past few years, to wish you happy holidays and a happy new year. I pray your 2023, your dreams and aspirations come true. I will be in a couple of uh, shows in 2023. I'm, I'm excited about The Rock's uh, Red One holiday movie, uh, Warner Brothers' new action movie called Blue Beetle, and Amazon's TV series season two of Them. I can't wait for you to check that out thank you and uh see you guys soon hi guys lee charles here i just want to wish all the listeners of the kung fu movie guy podcast a very merry christmas and a happy new year 2023 is going to be a big year for me i have a lot of major projects being released and i'm excited for you all to see you hope you enjoy celebrating over the festive period with all your loved ones take care Hey there, listeners for the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast. This is John Krang, stunt coordinator, filmmaker. Just want to wish everybody a happy holidays and a fruitful and prosperous 2023. Unfortunately, at this moment, I'm not able to announce any of the projects that I'm currently working on, or else the Hollywood corporate ninjas will come after me. But if you want to see some of the stuff that recently have come out, I'm in the special features of the following Batman Soul the Dragon, The Master from 88 Films, where Jelly kicked my ass for two days straight. And you can see me in the special features of uh, Police Story 3, Supercop, by Eureka. Take care, guys. Follow your bliss in life and have fun. Season's greetings to the listeners of Kung Fu Movie Guide. This is Philip M, and I wish everybody health and happiness in this holiday season. Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. Uh, I have a lot going on, and um, I have a movie that I'm very proud of coming out next year, uh, 2023, called Walled In, choreographed by the one and only Kenji Tanigaki. It's uh, very happy to be working with him, so look for that next year. All right? Health and happiness. <laughs> Hello, Mark Strange here. You can see me in such films as Ip Man 4, Redcon 1, and many, many more. This is a a message to all the listeners of Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. I just want to wish everyone a fantastic Christmas and have a brilliant 2023. Uh, And stay tuned uh, in Mr. Strange's world. Um, Obviously, you'll have Hounds of War coming out next year, starring Frank Garillo. It's going to be an exciting 2023. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Now, I have a machine gun. Hey, everyone, what's up? This is Max Huang from the Mortal Kombat movie 2021. Wishing you guys Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 2023 is going to be packed full with action, so stay tuned for more, and big shout out to Kung Fu Movie Guy Podcast.
Hey, this is Mike Leader, and sometimes I'm kind of a bit of a Grinch, you know. I don't always have that Christmas spirit, bah humbug. But if there's one thing that will you know, restore my Kung Fu and my Christmas spirit, it's listening to the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast. Interviews with some of the best names in front and behind the camera from the world of martial arts and action cinema. What more could you ask for? Twiglets. I'd ask for more Twiglets. But then again, I always ask for Twiglets. But anyway, Merry Christmas, Ben. You do a great job. It's much appreciated. Merry Christmas, one and all, to your audience. And if you've all been good Kung Fu Movie Guide boys and girls, like Ben says you have, then there's plenty to look forward to in 2023. The year will begin with the release of Donnie and Sakura, which sees Donnie reinventing the wuxia, the swordplay genre. He's acting, he's producing, he's directing. Kenji Tanagaki and him worked on all the action. I got to see some of it. Looks fantastic. We've then got Kowloon Ward City, although the name may change. Kenji Tanagaki providing the action. Samo Hong, Richie Ren, Louis Ku as the leads. And I think stealing the show, I'll say it even now, Philip Ung as a mad kung fu movie style, super kicking kung fu villain. We got Andy Lau going full gangster with Eddie Pang and Gordon Lamb in I Did It My Way. And there's this dastardly white guy who looks a little bit like me, who's one of the villains. So you get to see my gratuitous death. So come on, that's something to look forward to. At least a few people will be looking forward to that. We've also got Customs Frontline, which is the new Herman Yeo action thriller starring Nicholas Jair, who's back in action after a bit of a hiatus. So there you go. There's a lot to look forward to in 2023 in the world of Hong Kong action cinema. And in the meantime, have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to all of you. Thor Love Thor Love and Thunder Gosh, that's not easy to say and Keanu Reeves will be reprising his role as John Wick in the spin-off movie uh, and sharing a few messages that we've received from some of our friends on the martial arts movie scene sorry it's like burp it's hard to wrap a bottle without making it look like a bottle obviously this could be a car (laughs) yeah it's not an ironing board Mike, the super... Superhuman. I don't mean to say that, do I? I'm going to see my mum around Christmas time, and she enjoys a snowball, so I'm sure she'll oh, partake. Oh, fabulous. There you go. So thank you for that. Yes, no worries, no worries. And Merry Christmas to Mike's mum. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what this guy doesn't know about action movies and cinema in general... And... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgot I'd written all this. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.